Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Crease Crank Hockey Podcast with Murph and Speech. How's it going, Speech? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm just on the tail end of a cold, so kind of battling through that. But other than that, I'm looking forward to today. That's good. Uh, I'm, I just got off work like uh, a couple hours ago, and I'm feeling pretty good, for, pr- feeling pretty tired. But uh, let's get into the episode. What are we talking about today? Um, we're going to go over current topics. One of them being how the Canucks are an absolute joke of a franchise. But we're going to start off, I think, with some hockey equipment and then some hockey training stuff that I thought was pretty interesting. So um, have you heard of Sense Arena? Yes, I have. I saw um, on Instagram about a week ago, I saw Nasher um, testing it out, and I thought it was pretty cool. He did in a couple YouTube videos I saw. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, so basically what it is, it's VR. You can hook up and you can attach it to your hockey stick, which you can work on basically like your cognitive stills for hockey. So basically, for example, like you can connect this to a blocker or glove for goalies. So goalies can work on stuff like reaction can, holy crap, my bad, reaction time, puck tracking, box control, release reading, and play tracking. And then players can also improve stuff like playmaking skills. Um believe it or not there's teams in the nhl that are already using this like the la kings really? yeah the la kings the new jersey devils and you know even manitoba's own brandon wheat kings i mean it's it's pretty cool to see especially i've in the couple clips i've seen like uh those teams have been using them um it's just it's really cool how um it's really similar to real life gameplay and like how you could just pick out any part of uh a play in hockey you want to work on and just improve in that category and the nice thing is if you get the certain clip for the vr you can actually feel the vibrations as you're stick handling and moving like that but the the thing i only have a couple big questions about this the one thing is obviously if you don't have a vr like an oculus you're gonna have to go out and buy that and that can be pretty expensive and then my other question is, like, not actually feeling the weight of a puck or something, will that, like, throw you off, do you think? It, it, it could throw you off because, well, what it, it's because you said it had the, the a vibration, like you said. And but how weird is that? You'd, yeah, you'd feel the vibration, but imagine just, like, not just having a puck on your stick. It would feel weird, I think, yeah, but it's still, obviously, it's pretty cool. It's kind of showing hockey move into the future but you know i bet you a place like the rink will end up getting that that yeah i bet you the rink that seems like the type of place that would end up with uh the vr hockey maybe like the iceplex and focus fitness because the jets are out of there but i i think the rink would be the place to end up getting it well you're paying 25 grand for that so i'd hope so you'd have that but yeah, another thing that I thought that we could talk about is the player equipment in the NHL. Do you know what stick is the most used stick? Uh, let me guess here. Is it the, well, I'm a CCM guy, so I'm going to say it's the CCM, like a CCM stick. No, um, CCM second with uh, FD5 Pro, and that's used by guys like Nikolai Ehlers, Drake Batherson, and TJ Brody. I I'll tell you the top four sticks in the league. So number four, a little bit surprising, but when you really think about it, it isn't. 
the Alpha LX Pro, which is a warrior stick used by guys like Backstrom, Dahlien, and Carlson. But the warrior stick's not that surprising because they do sponsor lots of players in the league and their equipment's well used and well known. Just like the junior team uh, for our area, like the St. James Junior Canucks, they're they're like partnered with Warrior. Actually, yeah. So that's they get cool. like fifty uh, percent off of sticks and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, another thing, another stick. So third on the list, the Bauer Nexus Sink, which is used by guys like Caulfield, Bo Scorvat, and Chris Kreider. Which you know, it makes sense. Bauer is the biggest company in the world for hockey, and there's not really much of a surprise. Then CCM with the FT5 Pro at second, like I said, but. Number one, the Hyperlite, which when you really think about it, it's a good stick, so it's not a surprise that lots of pros like to use it. So, what stick do you like to use? Do you have like a Sherwood, favorite? Sherwood, like Sherwood all the way, Sherwood for life, West Winnipeg's Ford Shop. <laughs> why? Why do you like Sherwood? Because my dad bought it for me, so that's what I use. <laughs> it's pretty sick. Good, good. What you got the code? The code oh. TMP Pro, and then I have the the Wrecker Legend, I believe it's called. I like the Wrecker more because I like the low kick point more than the hybrid because I find it's easier to rip with. That's good. I only said CCM for uh, for sticks because I have a CCM stick. <laughs> I've only used it's CCM the stiffest stick. stick you'll ever see. It's a good stick. It's it's a not it's a not a bad stick. It's a good stick, and I always use CCM. Another thing is I also got info on gloves and skates. So the top four, number four is the Ultra Tax for gloves. Number three is the Supreme Ultrasonics. Number two is the JetSpeed FT1s. And number one, again, Bauer taking the top with the Vapor 2X Pros. You know, here's a fun fact. Did you know that there's a player still using Easton gloves in the NHL? No, he's not. Who? who? Josh Bailey. Josh Islanders Bailey. legend. <laughs> Get out of here with he the Islanders. Uses, he still uses East Easton gloves, which I think is pretty, pretty ridiculous. I That's, didn't even know they still made gloves, yeah. to be honest. I don't think they do make any more gloves. Just like for they're, him. They're Just out for of, him. Maybe, but I haven't heard them. They haven't been in the business for years. Like, Remember those, those old, like, white and orange uh, East Easton sticks? sticks? Yeah. Those look sick. Or the black and yellow ones. Yeah. I forgot what that was called, but... I thought those were uh, pretty cool sticks, like us growing up. Although there's a chance, I think they could make a comeback. Like you look at Sherwood, they were pretty much gone, but now they're making a pretty good comeback because their sticks that they've came out with recently are really good. Um, and then we head into skates. Number four, the JetSpeed Pro, or the JetSpeed FT4 Pro. Number three, the Supreme Ultrasonics. Number two, the Supreme Mox, and number one, the Hyperlights. I was Surprised that there weren't the true customs because I think that you're in the NHL, so you'd probably get the custom skates. But I guess yeah. all the skates would probably be custom to their feet, anyways. Right. right. Like, there's not much of a, a say there, much of a difference. Honestly. In the top three, of I mean, they could get anything they want. So why would they care? Yeah, exactly. But here's another fun fact: Did you know Connor McDavid still uses the Jet Speed skates that were released in 2015? That's did you? That's back when he was like drafted, twenty fifteen. Yeah, that's the, from his draft year. The same year he was drafted, he still uses those same skates. Holy, that's actually pretty cool. 
Him and him, those skates, and they're probably the same socks too. <laughs> <laughs> she saw that on Instagram too. Yeah, just the the bottoms are just ripped out. Yeah, I saw uh, on Instagram. I a poll. It was, would you rather wear Sidney Crosby's jock strap or Connor McDavid's socks? <laughs> well, okay. Well, we could we could answer this question right now. What are you saying? The socks. I don't wanna. I I I'm not wearing another guy's jockstrap, especially when it looks like that. <laughs> Who cares? It's Sidney Crosby's jockstrap, though. Yeah, but if I wear McDavid's socks, maybe I'll skate fast. Yeah, but there's, like, no bottoms. How uncomfortable would that be? Like, I'd just, fly. You'd fly? I'd fly. There's no, like, bottoms. It's just ripped on the bottom, so it's just your bare feet on the to be, skate. To be fair to McDavid, like, I mean, the guy's got 88 points and 40 goals on the season. Is I think it, they're it, working. Is he just scared to change skates just in case because he loses his speed or something? Yeah. Is that what he's afraid about? Probably. Okay, but, yeah. Do you got any info on the goalie stuff, Murph? And the goalies for, let's say, goalie pads or for something like that? For for the goalie pads, I see um, uh, you got you got True, you got Bauer, you got Vaughn, and then Brian's, which is what what is Brian's? I've never heard of that company before. Brian's, you've never heard of Brian's? No. Well, you got um, Carter Hart uses them. Uh, one of the best players uh, over uh, Sorokin is Shesterkin that uses uh, those kind of pads. There's not not a lot of guys use those pads, but because they're kind of like a boxy kind of build. Rather than like the other ones, kind of got the just a different look. But I think I think all of them, like from head to toe, are pretty good. Like I've used Bowers almost my entire hockey life. I've used Vaughn's when I was maybe seven or eight, like when I first started. But that's it. I I always wanted to try True. True looks pretty cool, but those are like just a whole whole life savings. So that's what I got on the goalie stuff. Yeah. Okay, so I think now I think we got to move in to the absolute joke of a franchise. The Vancouver, Vancouver Canucks. Canucks. <laughs> they just just I have a loss for words. Like how do you do that? Like Bruce Bruce Boudreaux. I feel so bad for him. You just leave him out to dry. It's just unbelievable that you could do that to a guy, especially when you brought him in and he literally made your team start winning games after just being an absolute embarrassment i honestly think like you know what it's obviously the players and the coaches aren't the ones that make the team in these decisions it's the front office and i think the fact is that if you have a guy like that like honestly just get him out of his misery and let him go two weeks sooner when he knew that he was getting let go instead of making him go through that and the thing that like really surprises me is that even players were saying that like, they didn't want him to go. Like, they were wanting him to stay, which, how do you feel about that? Yeah, for and for you guys who are living under a rock, he, he did get fired today, and um, which is really sad to hear. And watching his last game last night, did you see the fans? Or he was clapping, and he was getting emotional on the bench, like, as soon as the um, horn rang. And you could see he was getting emotional. He was looking at the crowd. He was clapping. Like, he was thanking Vancouver, basically. And it was, it was just tough and emotional uh for almost any hockey fan and you could see um a lot of the fans in vancouver feel really bad for them and they have like uh signs in the crowd saying thank you bruce and 
we're doing this for you and all this. And he's getting replaced by Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett. <coughs> and I haven't seen him coach that much. Like, I just know he's a, he's a guy that's decent friends with Biz. And uh, he's just a, just a guest on uh, TNT, like NHL TNT. That's all I really know about him. But, yeah, I the thing is, like, I understand – you're trying to change it up in the organization to get something going, right? Because realistically, they should be winning games because they do have the team and the guys to do that. When you have Absolutely. you have guys like Pedersen, JT Miller, that absolute clown. You got Bo Horvat having like a career year this year. Already has, Quinn 30, Hughes. Already has 30 goals. Yeah, exactly. Quinn Hughes, you have lots of talent to work from. You even have young guys. And guys that are performing that you weren't expecting, like Ilya Mikheyev's having a really good year on a line there. And you also have, like, what's his name? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Delia. Delia? He's doing solid. He's pretty good. A, he, what, he came from Chicago. Yeah, but still, like, you weren't expecting a guy like that to do good. But he's still doing well for them. It's like, I honestly have... No clue what, like, it's just... Well, it also hurts them because Demko's hurt right now. He's, he... Yeah, but before he was hurt, he wasn't doing all that great anyways. Oh, yeah, another guy they have going well for them. Andre Kuzmenko showed up having a big year this year, but you 40, just... 41 points. 41 just, points on the team. He's, he's just, doing pretty good this it's year. It's just disappointing. You have lots of stars underperforming where you have a guy like Brock Besser who you'd hope would be a franchise player for them. He was looking like that his rookie season, went to the All-Star game as a rookie, hasn't made it back since, but you can still see he's got that absolute rocket of a wrister that can tuck goals in. Well, he has been uh, <coughs> over his career already. He's been battling some injury problems, which d- does obviously affect his, I guess, point production or his, his play for sure. But um, I think they're definitely going to trade Horvat. At, at at deadline or even before deadline because he he's already basically said he doesn't want to resign there like because they you already blame him like honestly can you blame him they're an absolute embarrassment of a franchise honestly and you got a crappy player like JT Miller being all pissy and walking you signed around him. you signed they signed him over their captain like honestly I'm it's brutal to say this Vancouver deserves everything that's coming their way I agree it's. It's just an absolute crap town there right now, and there's really no positives except for their top guys are basically putting their numbers up. That's like you like to see Pedersen put up, like you said. Miller's not great. He's meh. He's okay. I'll say Horvat's got thirty goals. He's doing awesome, and the Kuzmenko came from the KHL this past year, and he's doing pretty well. So it's that's the only upside I could really say, and. <laughs> I think they hope uh, Demko comes back sooner. Well, Demko is going to have to come back and have a crazy season to give this team any hope of anything. But right now, they're in the awkward middle ground, I feel like, where they're not bad enough, where they're really looking like they could get Bedard or a lottery pick, but they're not really good enough where it looks like they could end up in the playoffs. Like, they're still... Technically, like they're still in the hunt. Like there's still obviously a chance to. Well, they're twenty seventh, like in the league overall. I don't, I don't see them making any like adv- <laughs> advances in 
in the pool. I don't even think they're going to be even close to a wild card, <laughs> to be honest. It's just it's just embarrassing. They they got 39 points. But if, I feel like if they're going to – they have to commit. I think they're either – if they want to try and win now, you actually have to play like you want to win now and make moves for that, or they have to trade their assets. Like I think obviously you're going to move Horvat. You might end up having to move a guy like Besser – I think obviously you're gonna try and hold on to Pedersen and Hughes because they're good young talents, but they're honestly just try and move pieces for draft picks right now. And honestly, just I think they should go into a rebuild because if they which re- sucks because they actually kind of just got out of a rebuild, like or not really a rebuild but a shakeup, like a couple couple years ago maybe. That's <laughs> why Trevor Linden left the left the organization. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore, but. Yeah, it. Yeah, you could say put them back into a rebuild, but again, again, when they just like kind of got out of one, and you got like, what is Patterson or Hughes gonna think about that? Like just going back in. Everyone's to gonna want to get out. I just, you look. They just kinda, is it kind of like in Arizona? Set, like every, no honestly, one wants to play there. Yeah, well, they always set themselves up for failure. Obviously, Vancouver is a nice city. There's lots of stuff to do. It's a good place to live, but their organization just honestly, it's, I swear, every time they just keep setting themselves up for failure. How many bad contracts can you sign guys to? Like, enough. It's 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 a lot, and it's not good. Uh, we could probably stop crapping on Vancouver and find something else. Like, here, we'll we'll go to a... We'll stay on some yeah. sad news, though. Stay on some sad news? Yeah, All let's right. keep going. Okay, well, we've seen uh, Montreal. Uh, <laughs> you hate to see it, so Slavkovsky, we've we've seen he, he's going to be injured for the next three months with a lower body injury. Um, I think that's probably it for the season, right? I'd assume. Well, yeah, because they're not going to obviously make the playoffs, but um, it's sad to see the first overall pick from last season go down like that although you expect a bit more points only four goals 10 points in like 40 games 39 games to be specific you were hoping for more but at the same time you kind of also got to understand he's a big boy like might take some time even though he seems NHL ready he'll take time to settle into his body and stuff like that and plus they're just not a very strong team to begin with so they're, they're basically an ahl team right now with how many injuries they got right exactly. now. exactly but they got gallagher's out um uh drew, <coughs> drew ends out um like we said slavkovsky and now obviously we'll get into caulfield in like a minute or two but um it's just not going great especially when when at the start of the season they were trying to win hockey games but is it back for the Bedard hunt for Montreal? I, I think it is. But at the same time, if they can somehow land Bedard, they could win like soon. Because if they get Bedard, could you imagine that first line? Bedard, Suzuki, and Caulfield. Like that line will dominate for years. Who would you put Slavkovsky with? Slavkovsky, Gallagher, and Sean Monaghan. So oh boy. <laughs> well, they got to re-sign him first. But, um, like we said, Caulfield's also out with an injury for the rest of the season. He hurt his shoulder, which is really sad to see because 
Uh, he was putting up incredible numbers this year, actually. Like, he was stepping up into a new role. Um, he's got 26 goals and 36 points, and he's just in 46 games, which is actually really good. Um, he's obviously not a point per game, but almost has 30 goals, and it's just past halfway through the season. It's it's a good thing to see. That's a positive to take out of what Montreal is seeing out of, like, another historically bad season. Like always, but that's really all I got for Montreal. Is hopefully their guys are they get better soon, especially their other guys like uh, Gallagher and Drewen. Hopefully, you could see them get better. Honestly, it's just kind of been a sad week this week. Lots of injuries, lots of sad stuff going on. So I'm gonna keep going. Max Pacioretty tore his Achilles again. He again. Was, again five games back into playing, and he's just re-injured it now which is honestly it's pretty sad to hear because he's obviously a good player and carolina is was looking to have him and carolina gone for like nothing because of his achilles exactly yeah that's that's so sad though like you you come back and like all that training and recovery to get back and you're like three goals in five games and he is still just settling back in right like could you imagine Patchetti playing with like Sebastian Aho? Like, think Sebastian Aho and like Sveshnikov or something like that. That would be like crazy. That. That'd be a great line. But it's just sad. To... <coughs> you all right? But um, yeah, like if only he didn't injure himself again. Uh, I don't know why I'm laughing about that. That's not that's bad. But it it just sucks. Do you know if it was the the same Achilles or no? No, I, I I assume so, but you never know. It could have been the other one, which that would suck even more if it was the other Achilles. Do you do you think Max Pacioretty will retire after this? That's uh, good. I, that's got to be on the table. I think now. You like, think that's on the table? He's got to be thinking about that. Like two torn Achilles, and how like how many times has he gotten injured? And he's at the end of his career too. It's not. He's what thirty three, thirty four. I'm pretty the sure. The only like so he's, he's playing for up a there. cup, right? But at the same time, it's not worth playing if you're gonna get injured all the time and put your body through that. It's better to just be healthy and right, be fine. But I don't think he'll like retire for this. I don't think he'll retire. No, I just don't see. It. I think it's a low chance he'll retire. Like if it's really, really bad. Then like I'll put a maybe on that, but I don't I don't think so. I think he'll come back and uh, maybe injure it again. It's <laughs> so bad. But, but you know what? Let's move into some good news here. You know, it's kind of been a sad podcast so far, but Matt Boldy resigns with the Wild. Seven years, seven million average. That's pretty hefty contract. How do you feel about that, Murph? Um, I feel. Iffy on it. I feel iffy on it. I mean, he has uh, 32 points in uh, 45 games, like 14 goals. Like, he's he's not doing terrible. He's, uh, like, he's doing pretty good. Um, there's there's He's pretty consistent, and especially when he's playing for a team like the Wild. Like, who, who is he playing with? Like, their Kaprizov? I don't know. I'm not sure. Zuccarello, maybe? Like, something like that. Like, he's... If, I mean, if he's playing with Kaprizov, like, good for him, like, putting up those numbers. But even if he's if he's not playing with um, uh, Kaprizov or Zuccarello, that's that's still really good, like, putting up those numbers by yourself, especially with the team, like, the Wild. Like, 
Wild aren't. No, he's on the third line. He's with Frederick Goudreau and Ryan, Ryan Hartman. Hartman. Okay. Well, Ryan Hartman ha- had a good past, like, two years, which isn't too bad. But Goudreau, like, I don't really know anything about him. I just know he, he played, like, bottom line mints with uh, Nashville. But um, is that worth playing or is that worth paying him seven mil a year? I mean, I mean, he's still young. What is he like? Twenty, twenty-one. Yeah. So he's, he's still stepping into that bigger role. Like I'm, I'm obviously assuming like if you're gonna pay him that much, he'll step into a second line or first line role, get first, first power play minutes, stuff like that. So you gotta still take into consideration he's still young and he's still putting up decent amount of points when he's uh, like twenty, twenty-one. Like I said, so. Uh, I think it's big things to come for him, and I don't think it's like a terrible, terrible contract, and he's going to grow into it, and it'll be a decent contract. Um, you know what? Another thing that happened this week, Stamco scored his 500th this week. And guess who it is? The Vancouver Canucks. He got that 500th goal against the Vancouver Canucks. Also, he did get a hat trick in that game. Yeah. So that's pretty good, like, a good vet, uh, getting uh, five hundred, getting five hundred goals in his NHL career. Um, he's been with Tampa his entire career. Um, there's nothing really else to say, but like we were expecting this for a while. Obviously, um, he probably would hit it way sooner if he uh, didn't get like uh, those bad uh, when he broke his leg or something in Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, I forgot what it was years ago though. But definitely would have hit it sooner if he didn't hit into injury trouble or anything but i think we're going to see uh more goals to come from him and uh he's just going up and maybe another cup this year he's looking for exactly um here's another thing the wild card race in the west's heating up the oilers are hot right now they won six straight and then another team heating up in the second wild card spot colorado on a five game win streak too they're heating up but the thing is the flames are just just peeking out same amount of points as Colorado but they played two extra games which is it's doable they could still end up making the playoffs but but still Edmonton six game heater did you see this from them no I did not and and why I didn't is because their goaltending and their defense like I said last podcast I don't think it's reliable um I just think they're good because they have McDavid and Drysaddle. That's that's all they got. I mean, I was looking at stats earlier, and you have guys like Hyman, you have guys like um, and and Nugent Hopkins having a point per game. It's like, oh, I wonder how they have it. Oh, incredible, putting up uh, numbers that I I never could have guessed. Well, no, duh. Look who they're playing with. <laughs> look who they're playing with. You got McDavid and Drysaddle, number one and number two best in the world. I mean. I, I would, if I was a player and I was playing with them, I'd put up, I would already have 100 points. Would I not? And then having a guy like a joke of attendee, you got Stuart Skinner. I know we have to get into this, but a guy like Stuart Skinner getting uh, sent to the All-Star game. What do you think about that? Over Martin Jones. Um, obviously, if you listened last time, we both had Martin Jones going because... Seattle's having a great year, and Martin Jones is a big part of that. But when you have, makes me shake my head. When Stuart Skinner makes it, like over Martin Jones, that's unbelievable to me. I honestly have no clue, but I guess it's the fan vote, right? So you probably have 
a bunch of these Oilers homers going and voting for Skinner. Like, they should be humble. You already have <coughs> McDavid and Drysaddle going. Like, come on, what? Don't need although, your crappy Tendy going. Although, other than that, we got most of it right for the most part. Like, Bo Horvat and Drysaddle, we both picked to go, which yep. obviously those two guys were going to get voted. And then you look in the Metro as well. You had Panarin, Sorokin, and Adam Fox. You had Panarin and Sorokin. I didn't have Adam Fox. I didn't have Adam Fox either. Who was your other guy in there? Do you remember? Uh, Who did I have? I'm not sure, actually. It might have been Jesper Bratt. Oh, yeah, it was Bratt. Bratt. My fantasy guy. But obviously Sorokin's going. He's the best goalie in the Oh, boy. Here we go. But then in the Central, you got Rantanen, McKinnon, and Hellebuck. You know, a little disappointed. I was hoping that it would just be one of them, and we get to see Kyle Connor go yeah. to the All Star game. I wanted to see Kyle Connor. I want to see him. I in think the he got snubbed. Skater. Dude, yeah, I think he could be up there. I think he could compete with McDavid or even Nikolai Ehlers. Obviously, he wouldn't go, but I think he'd be up there for fastest skater in the league for sure. You wouldn't want Kyle Connor in like accuracy. No, I want him in the fastest skater. I think he'd... I think he'd win accuracy. What do you mean he lost to Adam Lowry? At the Jets skills competition. That's actually really true. Adam Lowry went 4-4, four four, though. Yeah. He, he did pretty good. He pulled, like, a Henrik Sedin back in the early 2010s All-Star game. But what, what about uh, – we'll keep – well, I mean, we'll guess uh, – we'll keep on track with the Winnipeg Jets uh, competition. Yeah. What you got, um, Jesse Pollock? Jesse Pollock uh, competing yeah. in it. See the the we, fastest skater when he got the water dumped on him. Yeah. yeah. Or you got David Riddick when he was doing the hardest shot. He got <laughs> David Riddick filled up with water. That's awesome. Did you watch the video? Did you see they made him change on a bucket? Yeah. <laughs> when they're in an NHL locker room. Yeah, right? and there's a bunch of empty seats, and PLD goes, "Nope, you're changing on the bucket." <laughs> That made me that gave me a good laugh. But then you also we'll finish off the all star votes here. We got with we, the with we got the Atlantic. That right. We called all three Matthews, big, Pasternak, big and Poppy. Bassey. Poppy's going to the All Star game. You know That's never a doubt. It's no like the three of them the three guys you want to see there no matter what. It'll be fun watching Poppy and Pasta. And Pasta the with team. the best style in the league, by the way. We are listening to Barbie Girl. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, uh, yeah, I had to come out and do this interview, and you guys ruined it. So now I missed the song, and now I'm just, I'm now kind of sad. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but like Pasternak, but he's such a character. He's such a great player. Might be just a homer because a Bruins fan, but all like great guy, and he's putting up numbers. Has 63 points right now. Um, I think he's second in the league with uh, goals. So hopefully he keeps it up. Yeah, he deserves to go, and then. Obviously, you want Austin Matthews there, too. He's one of the faces of the NHL, and he's just a fun player to watch. Yeah, Pasternak is 35 goals, second in the league. That's awesome. He's having a good season. But, yeah, um, I think it's time to head into the Dog of the Week segment. Connor, who is the Dog of the Week? The Dog of the Week. The Dog of the Week, shout out to my fantasy team. Mr. Jake Ottinger, baby. He's rocking a .950 save percentage this week with two shutouts. Two shutouts this week. One against Vegas, too, which is a big shutout for them. Vegas is a tough team, and 
obviously it just shows how good he is. He's one of the best goalies in the league. If not, you could honestly argue him to be the best this season. But I mean, this year he's rocking uh, a goals against average of uh, two twenty, so that's actually pretty good. And then um, save percentage a nine two six save percentage. Yeah. And then he's got four shutouts this season, second in the league. Behind Darcy Kemper is five shutouts. That's crazy. <coughs> Especially yeah. playing for a team like the Capitals. Okay, moving on. But uh, well, we also want to give a special, uh, like an honorary mention to Steven Samkos, obviously getting his 500th NHL goal, but also having seven points this week. Like we said, hat trick against Vancouver, sunk. But <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Samkos for that. Then, Connor, who's the cat of the week? Cat of the week. Cat of the week goes to the Joseph brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the, if For you guys that don't know, uh, the Joseph brothers were playing against each other. So, like, one plays on Pittsburgh and the other one plays on the Senators. And they were playing against each other. And they were both battling in the corner. And they both took a high-sticking foul against each other. And they were both in the box at the same time. And I just see this clip with both their parents having their arms in the air. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> Man, they definitely got sent to their rooms when they got out of that game. <laughs> but no, cat of the week, the Joseph brothers. That was a pretty funny moment to see there. And hopefully there's more moments. But Murph, it's time for you to head into your segment where you talk about the standings. Okay. Uh, this is what I like the most, so uh, we'll just get right into it. So uh, top three in Atlantic, we got Boston, uh, Toronto, and Lightning. Obviously no changes there, so we got se- 76 <laughs> points, 64 points, and 59 points. Moving on to the Metro Division, we got Carolina, we got New Jersey, and we got the New York Rangers with 66, 64, and 57. Um, you know... Honestly, with that with that Eastern Conference division, I don't see the top three in Atlantic moving. No, I don't think so either. The only the only way that ends up moving is if for somehow Florida heats up, and I just don't see that happening. They won't. I don't think they'll heat up enough to pass Tampa. I mean, they're sitting at a pretty like fifty like five hundred record. Uh, Florida in forty eight games has fifty one points. They're twenty three twenty and five. So. Um, I mean, you got Matthew Tuchuk <laughs> that's putting up really good numbers, like above a point per game around Barko- 60 Barkov's points. starting to find his stride again, too, but he was hurt for a while, so he's kind of coming back to it, right? So, But still, maybe they slip into the wild card, but other than that, I, I don't know. They're three points out of the wild card spot with two games in hand, but I, I think they'll be hard-pressed to slip in there, but... It's it's doable, obviously, but Pittsburgh and Washington in the one and two for the wild card, they're obviously playing pretty well. So, all right, so let's move on to the central, so the Western Division. We got um, Dallas, Winnipeg, and Minnesota, uh, each with sixty three, sixty one, and fifty four points. Um, and then we got Pacific. We got uh, Vegas, Seattle, and Edmonton with sixty, fifty nine, and fifty seven. Um, how do you like um, Edmonton uh, taking uh, the third wild card spot or th- the third spot in the Pacific from LA? The Pacific sucks. The Pacific honestly sucks this year. You have two teams. Well, they're 
in my opinion, they're always the worst division, like every year. Except, well, recently, yeah, obviously in the past, no, but right now, it's it's pretty bad. You have obviously Vegas and Seattle, the two expansion teams. They're pretty good teams, and I'd say they're quite a bit better than the other two because they're way well rounded compared to teams like Edmonton. And but you know, I I think Edmonton's getting carried by McDavid and Drysaitel, and I think everyone agrees with that. But a team that's also impressed me this year is L.A. because I I would not expect them to be doing as well as they are, and they're in the in the first wild card spot, and they're only one point out of the third in the Pacific right now, which they're obviously having a strong season. But Colorado. Don't be like, honestly, don't be surprised if Colorado ends up slipping into the top three in the Central, even possibly slipping all the way up to the top because they mean, are that good. They're just a point back from being tied with uh, Minnesota for being third in the Central. They're not too far back, but it's kind of a disappointing start considering they won the Stanley Cup last year. But uh, obviously, Laniscog is, is hurt. Uh, McKinnon was out for a bit. Now he's, I think he's back, right? He's yeah. back. And um, you got Ranton putting up numbers. Um, so I think they're fighting their stride now, and they're um, we'll see them definitely still in the playoffs, whether it's a wild card or I see them uh, possibly obviously being uh, third and, and still being um, maybe even second in the division. But I don't see them taking first. Um, yeah, I... I think, though, come playoff time, if Georgiev heats up, obviously, to win the Stanley Cup, it could literally be a hot goalie riding you all the way to the finals. And that showed against the Jets when Marc-Andre Fleury had a crazy series against the Jets while he was still in Vegas in the semi or the yeah in the semifinals, the Western Conference Final. He was unbelievable. And then you watched him go, this was against the... The Capitals, right? And then he right. kind of was an absolute joke in the finals. He was like on lights out against the Jets, and he kind of was laying eggs. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure that's it. We co- covered uh, all the standings. Um, and I'm pretty sure uh, that's it for the podcast. So um, uh, I like to say uh, thank you guys for listening for this uh, for from episode three. Uh, from the Crease Crank Hockey Podcast with uh, Murph and Speech. Uh, anything else you got left uh, to say to recap? <coughs> Ilya Sorokin's the best in the East. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and take care, guys.